Hello, everybody. We are finally back with a new episode of the One Pod to Rule Them All. I'm here with my good friends, Jacob and Elijah. We finally found time to do this, and I feel like we're all finally not super depressed about the state <laughs> of Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings uh, when it comes to producing shows and films and whatnot. I think a little bit of excitement has been added back to the fan base and the room. More healthy debates have been happening. Um, and we're here today to break down some of the new news um, that there's also new news with Rings of Power and some comments from people involved in the show that we're going to discuss today. And then we are also going to be discussing um, Warner Brothers uh, new rights to or, or is it New Line Cinema? I guess it's Warner Brothers um, new rights or rights renewals to uh, Middle Earth uh, material uh, with the Tolkien estate and Peter Jackson's team being brought back into the fold. Uh, so Jacob, Elijah, good to see you guys. How you been? Uh, man, I've been good. You know, just seeing this new news about Peter Jackson, like he said, it's got me a little riled up. It, it's really promising for the future, but, you know, I'll let Elijah speak to, to his thoughts about the overall studio itself. Um, I mean, you know, just from the outside looking in, you see them rebooting with DC again. You see all this news about Harry Potter, you know, bringing back the old cast and rebooting that franchise. Now you're talking about this Peter Jackson sub. Warner Brothers is crazy right now with what they're trying to do, um, except this stuff, like it, it just seems to me like there's no way it can be bad. But yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, not looking forward to Rings of Power season two, but looking forward to this stuff. Yeah, I'm doing all right. My uh, my family life is kind of crazy, so you know I get the news, and it's it's been a better stream of news than anything we've gotten from Rings of Power, that's for sure. But at the same time, Warner Brothers is like the worst studio on earth. So, well, <laughs> it's true. Actually, I mean, it's, it's a little it's contention with like Disney right now. And <laughs> no, I mean it's super it, it's super polarizing. Uh, I guess Warner Brothers, the actual studio, but I I think we have said we we have been saying for like as our group alone, just us three for about eight nine months now. Jacob and I for over a year now, uh, we've been basically begging for Peter Jackson to get back in the fold. Um, and I don't think that there is there could possibly be a better time for this. And to be honest with you guys. We won't go deep into this, but this is my final comment on, on the intro here to our new pod uh, before we go into some other stuff. But I really feel like this was calculated. Like, I, I genuinely believe that this was well calculated. I don't think that there was ever a sliver of doubt in Peter Jackson's mind that he was not going to produce something else. Let's just say Lord of the Rings related for simple for simplicity's sake. Uh, I think he always knew he was going to come back. And I think Warner Brothers always wanted to get him back in the saddle and give it another go. And I think that it's not a secret to the whole world, and especially in the film industry, in actual Hollywood, uh, that Rings of Power, with the budget and the expectations, was quite a colossal failure. So I believe they're like, hey, look, we're going to come back in and we're going to give you Peter Jackson again. And honestly, I don't care if they say it's not a competition. It's going to be a competition and they already have a leg up without even producing anything new. So um, I think it's super exciting and I think it's really good for the Rings of Power show. While I don't think that it's that it's salvageable and I don't think that a lot will change. I think it will be good for the show because 
there's going to be new pressure to actually give us something good uh, and, and give us something that's faithful because you already know Peter Jackson. He has a, a, a firm grasp on Middle Earth. He's probably going to shoot in New Zealand again. Another leg up mm-hmm. for 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 Warner Brothers stuff because Rings of Power is being shot in London or, or not lo- London, but England. Um, anyway, that's enough rambling. We'll talk about all that later. But it's it's very, very, very good news if you're a, you know, a, a Tolkien fan, because this could have been, you know, some some other studio could have come in here and were like, we're going to make third age movies. We're going to do a reboot of this, that and this. No, we're we're getting uh, the director. We're getting the legendary Peter Jackson back and, you know, he will deliver. So exciting. So let's go to our um, I want to I want to go to our our first part of our agenda today. I forget the name of this director uh, from for Rings of Power. She's the only person that's that's still strong. Yes, she's the only person that's on the staff still, uh, besides the showrunners from from last season. And she made a comment, and she said, she said to in an interview in the public. Okay, this wasn't like something like behind the scenes at a restaurant. She had said that the fan base is basically is is basically two sides right it's people that that like our show and people that decided they weren't going to like it prior to the first episode uh, uh, being no yeah being being out and i find that to be just so incredibly irresponsible to say um i think us three are a perfect example of this and and there have been other Lord of the Rings Twitter, Middle Earth Twitter talking heads that have said the same thing. And these are people that, you know, went to London to the the Amazon Invitational and people that have repped the show left and right. People like like Clifford Broadway. Uh, uh, he's with the one ring dot net and, and nerd of the rings. These people have all said this is yeah. just not true there. You can't just divide the fan base like this. And I find that this is just another instance of Amazon just trying to destroy this fan base from within and just not being good at PR at all. Like, what do you guys think? I think yeah. that's just terrible. There's clearly other people that obviously disagreed with the lead up to the show and gave it a chance. If you watched it, you gave it a chance. I don't care. Like, yeah, I, like... I mean, we, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I don't know of anyone that goes into anything that they're planning to watch, planning to dislike it. I, that doesn't make any sense to me or else you just wouldn't watch it. Um, so that, that, argument just doesn't make any sense to me uh and it's the exact argument that star wars used with the whole reva situation where if you dislike the obi-wan kenobi show it's because you're predispositioned to dislike the reva character because of you know those reasons so uh it's the same argument it divides fan bases there's no doubt about that and it needs to stop from everybody i mean even marvel dipped into it with the terrible she hulk show where it was all this woman power, blah, blah, blah. People don't like to see this stuff. And, and, and you're always labeled as just either an evil person or an ist or an ism if you don't side with this stuff when you're watching it. And it, it's got to end. And, and it really does destroy fan bases because instead of taking people's arguments at point value, it's going to almost political arguments over TV shows. And that's just it cannot be that way and it's affecting all of pop culture i i think you hit the nail on the head and when it comes to the she hulk show i'm sure that there are families across the country that were like you know i'm gonna sit down and watch this with my kids or whatever like i think that it'd be cool for like a different perspective on blah 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 that's fine you guys do you 
you right. are entitled to like the show and you're entitled to not like the show. That's all there is to it. And to fall back on saying, if you don't like it, you're a terrible person. And then, you know, all the crazy isms and words come out and, and to see this happen. And it's in a much more mild form than it was in the Obi-Wan show and in the, and in the She-Hulk show, but to sit there and just go, you either decided you weren't going to like it up before episode one, or you are our loyal fan base. And it's like expect an Amazon gift card tomorrow for like $10 in, in your email. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it's so insane. And that's just, this is the type of stuff that Tolkien would, would be like, just so ashamed of. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, like Tolkien, I think Tolkien had a uh, difficult relationship with like fandom and stuff. Um. You know, there's records of him being like completely baffled that people would use like do Lord of the Rings themed weddings or like name their kids <laughs> after characters in his books because he's like you don't live in it it's it's like you're you're missing the point of of the the fantasy world of, of uh, the world of fairy um and I think in, in a lot of discussions that you get online is not that we take it too seriously because you know we do take um talking stuff seriously but that we we also kind of miss that point at times and and rings of power is missing the point of um of the idea of fairy and going into um this this fairy world that, that Tolkien created um and you know middle earth mixer he's always saying you know keep it whimsical <laughs> and i think he's got the 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 right outlook on that no i, I agree and just like you said uh, they're they're uh, they definitely have lost i thought they lost the plot prior to the show came coming out did i still put on a lord of the rings t-shirt and go to a movie theater 35 minutes away from me to go watch the premiere and get uh, in line for a ticket yeah because i love middle earth but yeah it just rings of power i don't understand what's going on over there it's no secret that it was a flop in the in the first season uh i've seen less and less and less of the stan accounts online just like vehemently loving the show and at many times over sexualizing the characters left and right and posting these just obscene videos of like i've seen less and less and less of it because honestly i find the first season to be very forgettable and while they mm-hmm. are starting to pump out a little more interviews and a little more content and some more castings and some more characters that are going to be in season two and you know periodically and methodically hyping up season two you have your director kind of kill that momentum with the fan bases split to two like terrible people and amazon for lifers and it's just ridiculous so that's all i gotta say about that it was a big talking point and a lot of people hit on it in some live uh shows last mm-hmm. week that i tuned into um Anyway, so moving on from there, let's talk about this this Celebrimbor controversy with the with the casting, okay? And oh yeah, I you know Jacob, I feel like you, you and you and Elijah will have a strong opinion on this. Um, and Jacob's very in tune with sci-fi uh, and Hollywood. Think new things coming out, castings, and, and the same with Elijah. I see them back and forth all the time. Talk about DC Comics, Marvel, direction of Star Wars, etc. It's just nice to be a fly on the wall in the chat sometimes. Um, look. Apparently, the this whole recasting of Celebrimbor, it was Tom Budge, I think is his name. Um, yeah, and he was originally supposed to be Celebrimbor, and I originally I saw that. I, I remember he got casted, and then he left for creative differences. I, I believe is what 
was posted online. Um, and this apparently just like screwed up the character. He like Celebrimbor were supposed to have uh, a bunch of scenes in Casa Doom. He was supposed to enter with Elrond uh, in the show and have a relationship with the dwarves and, and work alongside them and trade alongside them with the other elves. Let me like I let me ask you guys this: just is this some more Amazon like falling back on an excuse, or is this like? No, this really prop this this probably really did affect the character because everybody, I think a lot of people, even the Stan accounts, if you will, had an issue with the way Celebrimbor was portrayed. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of the people really liked um what the actor did, whose name just escaped me completely right now. I like the actor, um, but uh but I mean the, the actor, he's a great actor. Fantastic. 20 years ago, probably would have made a perfect Celebrimbor. But it's not yes. twenty years ago. Yes, he's fifty. Uh, Charles Edwards. Yes, and Edwards. he looks it, which is fine in a different production. It's not fine when you're, or it's fine if you're playing a man. It is not fine when you're playing an elf. I agree. Elves and I, and I, ageless, sorry, not serious, not aged. And so, in Rings of Power, you get this ridiculous mixing of how elves look. There's no sense. There's no sense of who these beings are, you know. Yeah, they're they, just, they really just they, look like average Joes with some pointy ears. Yeah, for the most part, and they act like average Joes with pointy ears. Yeah, and I think they got a couple of things th- like they they got a couple of things right with some costumes and looks, like when some of the elves go to tell Elrond when he's at the tree that he's that you know he's to join a meeting uh, with oh, Lucalad or whatever. So dumb. That the scene and the dialogue is really dumb, but the actual costume and the look of those elves I found to be ethereal. Uh, there were there was they were like glowing almost. I, I that that part they got right, but again they were in the film they were in the show for two seconds. So and it was in a really dumb scene. Sorry, correct. elf lords only. When you're speaking to Elrond, the grandchild or great grandchild of Trogon, the the grandchild of uh, Dior Elukel of of um, uh, Menengroth. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get more Elf Lord than him. Yeah. And, and even in this timeline, like, too, he's very established. I'm sorry. It's, again, they, they claim they read the books and they go back to the books, but yeah. they See, I, I don't me, think so at all. Like, look, apparently Tim Budge filmed a lot of, a lot of scenes. This is what they're saying. Um, then they had to they recast for some reason, and again, it's not the actor who had creative differences because the actor is portraying what the directors and what the showrunners have given to him. So he's just doing what's already written that Amazon had already approved. So I don't know exactly what happened, why they got rid of it. You know, maybe it it was written in a way that they didn't want to that they thought was dangerous to portray him as um or something uh but in the end the showrunners said that they got to make the show they wanted to make that this was what they wanted to make all along mm-hmm. so anything that happens i don't care if they recast killer brimbor they don't get to use that excuse when they've said that this is the show that they wanted to make yeah no that's a hundred percent and especially because with a new actor you've got to do reshoots anyways so 
if you think something's choppy, if something's missing, you already have a new actor and you're already doing reshoots anyways. And this is starting to happen with every franchise. Like you see these hodgepodge edited products that come out that are not finished. And it's like, if you've got to bump a release date, if you've got to do whatever you've got to do to get these scenes in to complete a story, just do it because I'm tired of all these franchises just after the fact being like, oh, well, you know, we actually shot the ending of like with Ant-Man. They were like, well, we shot the ending of this a month ago. Uh, it's like, wait, what? Like, you know, these things have to like, and Marvel seems to be learning the lesson. They're delaying the Marvels from July of this year till November for extra reshoots. It's like, you've got to do it. And then you have James Gunn with Warner Brothers now saying, we're not going to start on a movie until the script is done, which is something Marvel doesn't even do. And I hope that everyone just follows that. Don't start shooting until the script and the story is done. And mm -hmm. this seems to be the problem here. Like, but, but from what you're saying is the actor did what he was supposed to do. Then you're bringing in a new actor to do what he's supposed to do. So they made the show they wanted to anyway. I don't know. Like reshoot. And, and they're pretending the scale work is all that hard. Like, I'm sorry. Peter Jackson did it with less than six months of pre-production for The Hobbit. Yeah. And he worked on three different scales constantly throughout the entire film well on top of that and let's also point out the fact that amazon the the budget from bezos like in in amazon yeah. as a whole was so yeah. in was so insurmountable if you know you needed to call back actors and actresses right. or if you need to, to get them to get them to the set to to do to to reproduce work and pay them extra there, I, I, I can't imagine that there was some form of like, you know, budgetary issues in, you know, mm -hmm. and to make it look cheaply made because now and when you go the back, actors didn't leave. Exactly. They didn't leave. And to to because to, now when you go back after this, this, this news of Celebrimbor being recasted and, and it screwed up scenes or whatever, it now it makes it even look worse. It's like. You didn't mm -hmm. even put the proper resources and time into making one of the most important characters in the entire Legendarium done properly on screen. And yeah. one of his, the relationship between Celebrimbor and the dwarves was is extremely special, and it was outlined by Tolkien. And instead, he stops at the door and turns around to walk uh, forty miles, fifty miles back home with no armor and no escort at all. Yeah, and you know, yeah. poor, poorly done, just poorly done. Yeah, no way to slice it. Yeah, and you know what? What really frustrates me too is Amazon's a studio that's taken over big IPs before that have canon. The Boys is a very successful show for them, and to me, I look at that and I'm like, well, you got to fire, you got to follow the comics for that. I don't see anybody saying that they've deviated. I never read the comics for the Boys. It's like nobody's ever saying they deviate a bit maybe a little bit but you know like marvel deviates so it's like mm -hmm. and and it's not as strict as lord of the rings will ever be but you know you have a franchise like that where it's not like they're changing ridiculous stuff lord of the rings for you've got to follow the story and you know amazon also had you know jack reacher and and all these other franchises that seem to be respected henry cavill starting a warhammer series with amazon where part of his mission statement was I want to follow the canon and stay true to the story. It's like, well, you're not doing that with the product you're spending the most money on. Yeah, exactly. And going back to your point about the boys is, is I because I got enthralled in the boys and I totally binged it. And then I went back to read parts of the comic to, to see the differences. They do make some pretty strong deviations okay, okay. From, from the comic, but 
the thing is, is it is extremely watchable. It is very enjoyable to watch. If you like superheroes and if you like action and if you like a genuinely good plot and characters that you become attached to, that's the type of show you want to watch because it's made very well. And I think people, because I've, I've never seen anyone like like uh, a complain on Twitter over they didn't do this right from the comics. They didn't do that right from no. I think like even the boys, the boys comic fans even like applaud the the show because it's 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 well made. People overlook mm-hmm. those things when you put out a product that is yeah really good. Yeah, and, and they even overlook the political elements of that show, which it's just as uh, left wing as any other show out there. They sneak their little jokes in there, and I don't care because the show's so good. Exactly. You you overlook it because it's good. And yeah. I can guarantee you they had a fraction of the budget that 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 uh, mm-hmm. rings rings of power. Well, out. even Invincible is a show that Amazon has made, and that was really close to the comics. Mm-hmm. Not a one for one by any means, but they tr- they stayed true to the main narrative. That was the yeah. best animated show I think maybe I've ever seen. Like that's up there with like Clone Wars type. Animation. I haven't seen it yet. I heard it's really good, but another show on Amazon that I, I know people love and has won awards was is Marvelous Mrs. Uh, Mizell or whatever, whatever her name is. That show apparently is very good and has won awards. So it's not like Amazon doesn't have the capabilities to to produce a great show because they clearly have before. Mm-hmm. But look, they put well, all their it, chips. It in depends on the talent who's behind the screen. Exactly. Exactly. And with Rings they, of Power, you had people who had no idea what they were doing. Exactly. Really, legitimately. Had no idea no. what they were doing. Uh, yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Like I, it seriously looked like they were just way. This was way. Uh, what was it? Over what their heads. Was? Yeah, way over their heads. Like this is this is too much. Like the big, like a huge task. It's it's a huge task for freaking Steven Spielberg tomorrow, or or or, or I I don't care. Uh, Cameron James Cameron, or I mean the list goes Zack Schneider. This is a, it's Middle Earth. Like it's not like it's Zack you know, Snyder, Lord of the Rings, man. I've thought about that at times. Like, my God, what would he do? His take on Mordor would be like just <laughs> would, would be something else. Would, would yeah, just... it would. One thing that Snyder does well, and I don't think he'd be the right person to to do the the material. But one thing he does well is that he loves mythology, mm-hmm. and yeah. he'll go like he'll he'll just dive deep into the mythology behind it. We saw that with Superman and Krypton. Um, we've seen it with um, uh, the Justice League films. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably going to see that in the mythology that he's created for, for himself and Rebel Moon. Um, and so, like, I would love to see him do... Like, I would have loved to see his style and his ideas present in, like, a first age conflict of some kind. Mm. Yeah, like the uh, yeah, he would do a really good take on the Valar and the Maiar and and Mm -hmm. Balrogs and the War of Wrath and and the First Age would be perfect Zack Schneider territory. But you'd have like Valar splitting Balrogs in half, and you'd have (laughs) Balrogs splitting elves, dwarves, and men in half, mm-hmm. whipping them and in dragons eating dwarves. Like the, eating the dwarves. scene of, of Fingon being hewn by Gothmog. Oh, yeah. You know, different battle. Um, Fing- but dude, that would have been done so well. Fingolfin going to the gates of, of Angband and, and literally telling 
uh, Morgoth to get out to, to come outside, uh, that would be epic. But this is all yeah. a pipe dream. We are stuck with uh, wh- whoever's at the Jurassic Park people at um, Amazon. So yeah. is what it is. But yeah. And, and now we've got the Warner Brothers stuff. Yeah, we do. Which this is a perfect segue. We are now talking about Peter Jackson is back. He is literally back. I mean, I guess it's still to be fully confirmed, but it seems to be that he's back. I can't imagine this studio and whatnot um, uh, not wanting him at the helm or or at the very least being the guy who clears everything to to, to be done. Um, Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to bring up here some quotes from an article. All right, so. Here we go. Zaslav, who um, David Zaslav is the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, he was quoted to say, uh, Zaslav elbowed Netflix for releasing all of the episodes for a program cycle all at once, suggesting suggesting that a move to launch new Lord of the Rings movies would take away some of the momentum that Amazon had enjoyed from its launch of a series based on the novels and told listeners that Warner Brothers Discovery could launch an ad-supported streaming service without having to buy any outside asset, just like Fox Corp and Paramount Global have done in recent years. Uh, he also said, we can create a Tubi or a Pluto without having to buy anybody. He boasted. Zaslav even name-checked Amazon CEO Andy Jassy, almost as if to tease Amazon with the threat of a new Lord of the Rings property. That's nuts. I love it. I'm telling you, the turf war and and the battle for actually good content is is coming 100%. And Andy Serkis also says, I will come back to Lord of the Rings. I will come back to Middle Earth as long as Peter Jackson's at the helm. I'm sorry. There has been there has been Bernard Hill from from the original the Lord of the Rings movies that has come out and said, I don't know what Amazon's doing. They can have fun with whatever they're doing. It doesn't look faithful to me. That's not his exact words, but it was actually probably even more, so let's just say spicy than that. Yeah, I think he's um, just called it a, a cash grab. Yeah, he called it a cash grab. So even you know, even worse. Um, and now Andy Circus is like, hey, I'll come back if it's Peter Jackson. That to me is like another somewhat veiled shot at Amazon. It's like if Amazon ever, I don't think if I think if Amazon ever pr- approached Circus and was like, we would like you to come back and play this, that I don't think, I, I don't think he would go. I, I think circus is a huge fan of the books. He literally just did uh, a, a, what is it called? A voiceover. What, what is the audio books? He read the audio books. Yeah. He just did it. He just did audio books for, for the Lord of the Rings and he did every single character's voice. And I, I feel like he, he's like, this isn't even Lord of the Rings. This isn't even middle earth. I won't go back. So guys, what are your initial thoughts on Peter Jackson being back? in in middle earth and the team with fran walsh as well um so so for me i mean obviously great news what we led the i mean my excitement level at the beginning of the pod was about this for me though my mind immediately jumped to and i know you guys have different like thoughts and i want to see the stuff that you guys want to see too but i'm just saying my first thought when i heard this news was are they going to do post um return of the king and i was like i kind of want to see that because every time i'm done with that movie i want to see what happens after i look up on google what happens to all the characters after that movie and then i see wait wait a second morgoth comes back again 
at the very end of the whole Lord. Of the, I, I might be totally wrong with that. This is just from like a Google chain I did one time after watching the trilogy. But, you know, if they can lead up to something like that with a lot of the same actors and go forward in the timeline, I feel like that's what's interesting to me. But I also understand that you guys want to see a lot of stuff kind of in between the movies as well, uh, or even like slightly before. So I'm into all that too. It's just my mind jumped to like what happens after. Well, I think that you, if you, if you did a little bit more reading, I, I, I do think that you would be extremely enthralled with what happens prior to to the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Uh, there are a ton. Well, isn't that the show? Isn't that Rings of Power? No, that's Second Age. There are so many things that happens in the Third Age, like so many things. Uh, I, I can let Elijah. You could list off a few events that uh, that they can expand upon and make movies about. Um, but they've they're they're mm-hmm. sitting on a gold mine, regardless. So like, I, we don't know what they're going to go for. We don't even know, you know, fully if Peter Jackson's on board. We just know that they're talking to him. There's a relationship going there that, I mean, I would hope that he would become like the the, the head of everything, you know, maybe get Andy Serkis on board to direct some films. Because Andy Serkis is a pretty decent director as well. Um, But yeah, the, the thing that you were talking about, Jacob, is the uh, Dagor Dagorath of the the Battle of Battles. It's kind of the Armageddon in Tolkien's universe. And this happens like way, 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 way after. Um, yeah, just like in kind of an infinite future. And there's no, there's more prophecy about it rather than like an actual written down documentation of what happens. Uh, um, okay. So yeah. I don't think anybody's going to do that. But um, in the third age which honestly they could do a a um war they could do the um the war of the last alliance if they wanted to they have the material that would allow them to adapt it <laughs> yeah but i guess embracer who is the the middleman in between these two parties they don't want any con, uh, conflicting work or any competition when it comes to work so i was thinking like like some people have been saying jacob like a, a young aragorn movie series or oh, yeah. um or uh, the war of uh the angmar war which is yeah the the kingdoms of men the dunedain like like aragorn's people 400 right. years before uh the events of the hobbit they had a war there was three kingdoms out um over honestly over if you look at the map honestly kind of over by the shire and Bree. Um, and they had a huge war with the Witch King 400 years prior to oh, wow. um, uh, the Hobbit and those kingdoms got destroyed and then Aragorn's people had to go into hiding and become a tribe. So something like that. And then there's also what I think would be super cool would be the war in the north during the Lord of the Rings. Um, mm-hmm. So basically what's happening in Erebor, right? Like Erebor is fighting against the Easterlings. Things. Dale retreats into Erebor and they fight man and dwarf side by side. And then you have Thranduil's elves in Mur- Mirkwood and Galadriel and Celeborn's elves in Lothlorien. They're fighting together too to go overthrow Dal Guldur, which is what you see in 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 the Hobbit. So there's there's so many. And then there's also the War of the Dwarves and Orcs, which we give like a little sliver of it in the Hobbit in the first movie which is when Thorin slices off Azog's right, right. arm 
that is the final battle in the war of the dwarves and orcs and that rages on for like seven years or eight years prior to that so there is just so much that can be done and look if it's peter jackson i'm going to the theater and i'm gonna i'm probably buying four tickets that whole week i'm gonna go back to back to back to back because the guy just gets it and i need it i I need it again yeah they could even do um uh when's it i'm trying to think of when the like the founding of rohan that too when the first rohirrim came and saved the kingdom of gondor And then yes. they're already doing the War of the Rohirrim in uh, the animated movie, right? Yeah, they are, and that's staying. That's a good point, Jacob. That 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 that's not getting shelved. That's staying. Which which that director is on Twitter, and that person is is very vocal about like, don't forget about my movie. Uh, that's been said a couple times, and apparently, and there's also been comments that it's going to be faithful, and it's it's not like going to theatrical happen. movie. No, it's not theatrical. It's animated. I'm, okay, so it's going to come out on like HBO Max. I don't know where it's going to come out, but it's animated. Yeah, that's what Probably I meant. Probably HBO like, Max. Theatrical, yeah. like, release. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah. They so, should. Like, there's... Mean, you, got, you got Spider-Man in animated form coming out this year, and that makes money. So, like, why not put it in theaters? It's going to yeah. take money. Well, so the other thing that I wanted to... So before we, we finish up here, we got five more minutes left um, on this pod. Um so something that I that I've been thinking about recently is they've been um the Tolkien Tolkien estate has not sold off the the rights of the first stage and the years of the trees and um anything prior to second age. I almost feel like they're waiting for somebody to like win over their heart in a way. I mean, they're going to mm-hmm. sell it one day cuz it's it's money. It's it's money talks, people listen. It's going to get sold one day. Christopher Tolkien's no longer around. Um, do you also feel that way? Like, I almost feel like it's like one of these companies comes out with something extremely faithful that people love and people fall back in love with Middle Earth and then they hand over the rights, you know, to, to the first stage material. Maybe you know, that that might have been something that because Amazon has talked so much about how they've had a great relationship with the uh, with the Tolkien estate. But if the Tolkien estate doesn't see them making yeah, shows that, that all people PR stuff? Love? I can't imagine that, like, after seeing that, in the, I don't know. Well, I mean, also the Tolkien estate apparently didn't like Peter Jackson. They, they might not have, but... Even though he made the most successful fantasy films <laughs> ever. ever made, <laughs> and films that got people to love Middle-earth, even though it's not nearly as rich as what Tolkien wrote. As on screen, it's about as rich as you can get within the confines that they had. For sure. No, I agree with that. Jacob, what do you think? Or do you think it's just kind of like we're, we're shelving this first stage material and maybe they don't ever sell it? Um, I think it gets sold one day. I think just there's going to be so much produced before that. You've got five seasons of second age stuff. Maybe Amazon's even going to do spinoffs of that in the second age. And then you've got peter jackson probably doing third age stuff so it's like right now maybe for the next five ten years yeah like it's probably going to be shelved i think one day absolutely though when you're stuck in a time where well shit we've already done pretty much all we can do in the third age 
done all we could do in the set. Well, we got this whole other thing that we could do for another mm -hmm. 10 years of movie making. So eventually it will get sold. I just think there's so much going on right now that not right now. Yeah. No, well, I, the I, thing I is right with, with Amazon, Amazon only has rights to the TV, TV rights for things that are contained in Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. They are not going to remake the Hobbit. They're not. And they are not going. So with Warner Brothers having all this stuff available to them could com completely undercut any potential Amazon has to expand its universe. Yeah, no, they don't want to stop at Rings of Power. They want to keep going. They want to make more. And well, this would just, you know, cut their legs out from under them. And maybe they would try to to negotiate for the rights to um to the uh the Silmarillion or yeah. something like that. I mean, they, they can't do the second age again because they've condensed it all into one one series of events. Yeah, that's true. And it's like they have to make a decision too. Do we want the first age to be on the big screen or on streaming? And do you really want two of the three ages to be streaming shows? Yeah, that's all. That's also a very good point. I would want the first age stuff to be to be done properly and be in theaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good point. I don't think I would. I yeah, I like. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think I you would know, want the first age to be streaming. I think the I second. I think age what makes is more likely to streaming. sell wouldn't be like the rights to the Silmarillion as a Silmarillion, but to individual stories that are contained in it that have come out in in, uh, in book form, like mm -hmm. of Baron and Luthien. Uh, the fall of Gondolin, uh, Children yeah. of Huron, things like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's very interesting. But the second age for me, because of all the time differences and 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 time skips and whatnot, I understand why the second age is probably best to stream. I agree with the streaming of it. Wish it was done better. Uh, the last thing that we have to talk about here today is we have gotten confirmation that Narvi, the dwarf, the legendary uh, craftsman. Uh, he is going to be in this upcoming season and he's going to be a major character. That is honestly good news. Whether we like the show or not, it is good news that a big character in the legendarium is confirmed. So that is, that is good news guys. If you guys want to provide a final thought, um, please go ahead on that note and you know, we'll be back soon. Um, I, I, I love the idea that there's going to be a more, uh, the character that should have been there to begin with. It should have the whole Elrond Durin thing should have been Celebrimbor and Narvi from the beginning, um, but you know it's it'll be interesting. Again, uh, I just Amazon has screwed the pooch so badly with this first season. I don't see it getting any better. So I hear you. Well, at least it's good news. It's better than bad news. So well, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll be back very soon, and let us know if you have any comments. Thank you. Right. Bye.